Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Ambassador Bolton, when you look at this, this measure that was put in place to to keep former Confederates from returning to power, I mean, what do you make of it being used here? I think it's completely misplaced. I think this this Colorado Supreme Court decision is badly wrong for multiple reasons. Number one, the the 14th Amendment provides that Congress can pass legislation to carry uh, its provisions into effect, which Congress has done on many aspects. It has not put anything with respect to Section 3 on the books uh, since just after the Civil War. Uh, Second, the the idea that uh, 50 different state courts can can decide a question involving the highest elective office in the executive branch, interpreting the federal constitution as to what constitutes an insurrection against the federal government uh, is is incoherent. That's Ambassador Bolton, not a fan of Donald Trump, but clearly a fan of the law. And while I have been speaking about this, it is time for us to make this part of the pivot, which is what happens in a society that doesn't actually care about the law. They don't give a damn. They only care about burning their enemy to the ground. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. He's there uh, on CNN with Caitlin Collins, who uh, I'm, I'm, for the record, not impressed with. Uh, But this decision in Colorado, Supreme Court decision, we are going to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. 4-3, he is guilty of insurrection. As per uh, the uh, 14th Amendment, Section 3, so therefore he can't be on the ballot in the primary. Now, just so it's read, so you have it, this is Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. This goes back to the Civil War and to the Confederates. It is this that the Colorado Supreme Court in a 4-3 decision decided Trump is guilty of insurrection and therefore can't be on the ballot in a primary. Now, Trump has not been charged with insurrection. Trump has not been found guilty of insurrection. The court in this case has feels, right? They've got feeling. And their feelings say, Trump bad, we have to do something. And I've had people all over social media kind of echo this insanity. Not everyone, but too many. Echoing this insanity. One of those statements, at some point, uh, someone someone wrote me on Twitter, at some point, Trump has to take some responsibility for helping foment a violent assault on an official act of Congress. It's just not feasible to let something like that slide. This is a drop in the bucket of accountability, but it's something. 
That is somebody willing to burn down the nation. People who make statements like that should not be allowed to operate heavy machinery. Trump has to take responsibility for helping foment a violent assault. Whoa. I, I, it says who? But if you say so, you don't have to vote for him. But you have feels, right? You've got all the feels. And so now something has to happen to Trump because you're angry. It's just not feasible to let something like that slide. I don't think we should allow the abuse of the Justice Department on Trump right now slide. All of these uh, uh, in- indictments happening to affect a, a, a political election, to affect a presidential election. That's the only reason they're happening now. You're okay with that? You're twisted. You're twisted, you're sick, you don't believe in America, and you're not American. I said that earlier. I'm saying it again for the sake of clarity. You don't actually believe in America. America is about control. The rule of law, not the rule of man, not the rule of your emotions. I don't give a damn about your emotions. Your emotions can kiss my butt. They're meaningless. If you want courts acting out on emotions, things get bad. You know, a lot of people have been quoting Mitch McConnell uh, talking about uh, Harry Reid and the nuclear option. Remember the nuclear option with with, uh, uh, getting rid of the filibuster? You will regret this one day. Uh, And uh, the day will come sooner than you think. And that's why Merrick Garland is not on the court, and that's why other people are on the court. Never forget, for all of Mitch McConnell's issues, he did that right. I love cocaine! Cocaine Mitch, ain't nobody better. All right, many people better, but neither here nor there. Let's get back to this, this madness that we're starting to hear. This madness that involves this decision to keep him off the primary ballot. Emotional claptrap, emotional pablum is no way to run a country. And to encapsulate this, to really understand this, one has to listen to George Conway on MSNBC. Institution. Who is the finder of fact of that? Uh, people on cable news, uh, judges in Colorado, or does it need to be a jury in Washington, D.C. Uh, that is hearing a case on whether uh, Donald Trump committed insurrection against the United States Constitution? Well, as a good uh, a longtime member of the Federal Society, you have to look at the text of the, of, the, of the constitutional provision. And the constitutional provision says nothing about convictions. It, they could have easily, when they wrote that provision, said someone convicted of insurrection cannot be held, cannot, be, cannot hold public office. Mm-hmm. It does not say that. Can we stop for a moment? If someone is not convicted of insurrection... How would you know if they engaged in insurrection? Because you feel they did? And since this was written to clearly deal with uh, the Confederacy and certainly not anything having to do with a riot uh, at the Capitol, you're saying that your view, George Conway, should take precedence because, again, your feelings matter. But as we know, Donald Trump never even appeared 
at the Capitol that day, never entered the Capitol that day, never hit a Capitol police officer, never forced his way into a building, wasn't wearing a Viking helmet, never stole a podium, didn't put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, and was not removed from office. So if it isn't about conviction, an actual conviction, a trial, then you're saying, George Conway, you unbelievable sack, that this is about your feelings. You want a country run on your feelings. Why in the world would anybody want such a thing? You know, we, we've been discussing this in, in, in a lot of different ways today. But man, people really think their feelings should determine how the future goes. Their feelings shouldn't determine how the future goes. As a matter of fact, George Conway, whose only claim to fame, as I've discussed, is having sex with Kellyanne Conway, should be told to take his feelings and shove them. Who cares about his feelings? But wait, uh, by the way, they refer to him on MSNBC as conservative attorney. That's adorable. Like he's a conservative. And so what that means is the courts are free to determine on their own, you know, based upon, you know, the valid judicial processes, um, what is an insurrection and whether the facts meet that. And what are you talking about? Wouldn't a, a, a trial have to occur? And wouldn't the person being accused be innocent until proven guilty? In this case, no trial occurred, and they determined that the former president is guilty. No trial occurred. Hey, you Stalin-loving freak. I mean, that's a fetish. No trial occurred, and you're telling me that the court decided... This is considered intellectual thought on MSNBC. This yuts. Now, I, I will say to you that I am, I am, for, for, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm taking much more of this personally than, than I normally do. It's just not normally my, my style. And, and the reason is I don't know how one doesn't take this personally. These people are disgusting. George Conway's disgusting. And so is the entire staff at Morning Joe and MSNBC. They have well given up, given up the idea of having any kind of, of, of intellectual heft. What say you about this, uh, 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 Alan Dershowitz, on Fox Business? for how electors are appointed. States have a great discretion in how they appoint electors. This will throw the entire system of electing president that we've now established for over 200 years into disarray. It's, it's a scandal. It's a shame. The justices who wrote this decision ought to be ashamed of themselves. It's a purely partisan ploy. And the Supreme Court ought to take this up as soon as possible and get us back to the business of electing presidents based on what the people want, not what partisans want and what they can get partisan judges to enact. That, I think, makes a lot more sense to a lot more people. The emotional aspects here is that the people cannot be trusted. That's the story here. 
that people like George Conway, this sack, people like Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, these two shrieking fools. See, I mean, that's usually not the way I talk. I, I can't describe to you how disgusted I, I am by all this. They don't believe that the people should have a say. They are so emotional. Remember, I'm disgusted and I'm sharing it with you. They're so emotional that they don't believe that the people should have a say in their own elections. That Trump should just not be allowed on the ballot to prevent anybody from making what they decide is the wrong decision. You should be prevented from doing what they decide is making a mistake. You can't be allowed to make a mistake. You can't be allowed to have your own opinion. You can't be allowed to have your own thoughts. You cannot be allowed. This is Senator Chris Coons of Delaware. It's a striking ruling. I think it is a plain reading of the text of the 14th Amendment. Uh, I'll remind you, this provision of the 14th Amendment uh, was written to prevent uh, those who were part of the Confederacy who took up arms against the United States in our Civil War from returning to federal elected office. Uh, but there was a finding by the court in Colorado looking at the evidence that former President Trump participated in an insurrection. I was here on January 6th. Uh, we had an impeachment trial for President Trump after the events of January 6th. I think it's undeniable, in my view, that he participated in an insurrection and as such should be disqualified. What does your view matter, Senator? You would need a court. You would need it adjudicated. Your view, why not just say, I'm Chris Coons, I'm a dictator. Why not just call yourself Generalissimo Coons? In my view, who gives two holy you-know-whats about your view? You're saying you're so emotional that because you feel it, it should be so. And you're glad that a, 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 a court, the Supreme Court of Colorado also is filled with emotional people. Can I ask a question? How does a nation survive like this? We do not do things based on a rule of law. We do things based on the emotional state of Senator Chris Coons. How is this not a dictatorship? How is it not a banana republic? Put your thing in there, right? It's important that when we go through this, as, as we went through it earlier, we remember this part of it. Of course, this should be overturned 9 nothing by the Supreme Court. Of course, that should happen. But understand how the left thinks and why you might be different. They believe that their emotions should lead. They believe that their emotions should reign supreme and that their emotions are more important than your rights. Not because I said so, but because they said so. This ruling is disgusting and it should be overturned. But never forget, there's an entire political party 
through the Marxism, through the education system, through their elitism, through their barbarism that believes they should have total power and anything they do to keep you from having power is okay. You wonder why I get frustrated. It's because I know that that's who they are. And I'm just trying to make sure I, I uh, engage that w- with you properly. My plan is to not let them be in charge. And even when I get disgusted, to bring myself back to square and fight proper. And that means making sure I explain things as well as I can and making sure we understand what it is we're up against. We're up against emotional people who will do anything for power, including destroying the nation. And anybody who thinks this ruling isn't anything but destroying the nation, well, they're the people who believe in power first. They're the people who also want to be dictator. This is Tony Katz today. You know how bad crime is in the United States? I I will tell you. Crime is so bad. How bad is it? Thank you. Thank you. That's the joke set up, people. It's right there. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Crime is so bad that criminals are now stealing from other criminals. (laughs) Here's the story. It's from Road and Track. Three armed and masked individuals allegedly, allegedly, thank you, Letter Kenny, rob a check cashing business in Colorado. And while they were inside, a thief stole their getaway vehicle, leaving them stranded. Two of the three armed suspects were apprehended and nobody was injured. This is a true story. It was at the high-low check cashing business in Commerce City, Colorado. So they think this getaway vehicle was also previously uh, uh, stolen. So uh, the, the, the guys go in and they're, they're like, uh, hey, uh, uh, give, give us all your, your check cashing money. And then, like, I don't know, I don't know if the people were like, okay, here's, here's all the check cashing money. And then uh, while they, uh, while they uh, are there, they've got the vehicle outside, somebody stole their vehicle and drove off. Now, this is not a conversation of, oh, look at those stupid criminals. There's sometimes stupid criminals out there, and it's hilarious. Um, my gosh, that's a lot of criminal activity happening in one spot in Colorado. And I think people are like, you know, that's just a lot of criminal activity. There was a report that homicides are down across the country, but auto theft is 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 up. No one, there, there's no one in America who doesn't think that things are more unsafe now than they were four years ago. And what I'm always amazed by is the people say, well, look, here, here's uh, what, what, what the data shows. Look, the homicides are down. Yes, but the auto thefts are up. And then there's stories like this. Why is it that you don't recognize where people are? I think data matters. I think you should share it. But you should recognize where people are and explain to them either, hey, why you don't have to feel this way? Here's what's happening. Or, and here's what we're doing to make it even better. Why not say here's what we're doing to make it even better? Why is it always, oh, it's just in your head. Oh, it's just right-wing media. Everything's fine. You're just being silly. These people are not being silly. The criminals are getting stolen from. I mean, that's, that's a story. Kind of proves the point. This is Tony Katz today.
So certainly I had heard that the Indiana Daily Student, the student newspaper there at Indiana University, was not printing necessarily every response regarding what's going on with Israel and Hamas, specifically when you have writers there like Jared Quigg, who clearly state uh, that, um, well, you, 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 you would argue that Hamas has a right to exist and Israel doesn't. This, uh, the same Jared Quigg, who writes, quote, denouncing the horrors of capitalism. And he had written a piece over there defending the idea of, of free uh, Palestine. There will never be peace until Palestine is free. This was written on October 24th. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The man's entitled to an opinion. And I think that the opinion should be responded to, and certainly at the time I did. But I, I, I noted, and I, or I should say I had heard that there were people who wanted to respond, students who wanted to respond, but were unable to. And I had been told the story in a, in a public setting. Uh, other people told the same story. That since Quig, there at the Daily Student, is one of the editors of the opinion page, it is quite possible he did not allow other opinions to be heard. Now, that, of course, is an insanity. And if that is indeed the case, that would be something for the IU president, Pam Witten, to take note of. And she should be bothered by it. She should speak out about it. Now, the idea that a college president can speak out about everything, everywhere, all the time, I, I think that would be a, a bit of a maddening proposition. But it is clear that the issues on college campuses are not just reserved for Harvard and the Claudine Gay issue, and UPenn, and the former president, Liz McGill, and MIT, and the current president, Sally Cornbluth. These issues are everywhere, and they're certainly Indiana present. Whether we're talking about at IU in Bloomington, or whether we're talking about in Purdue, in West Lafayette, or uh, in, in Muncie, Ball State University, uh, Butler in, in Indianapolis. These problems, these issues are everywhere, and, and the issue, one, one could argue, is not that there might be speech you don't like. I can accept that there's speech I don't like. Is that there is no response to it to engage a clarity, but rather an acceptance of it as, well, you have to understand their position. For the record, I don't understand the position of support of Hamas, a terrorist organization. I do not understand the position of the support of elimination of a nation, in this case, Israel. I do not understand the idea of supporting genocide as the chant from the river to the sea engages. Now, that I understand what these words are is different than understanding how someone could remain silent around them. And I certainly don't understand how so-called leadership does not lead. Leadership does not mean silencing the opposition. It means putting forward a better idea, a better thought, a better philosophy. Giving those students, those administrators, those professors, etc., that staff, a, a place to look. 
an understanding of where it is they can be, that better place. And to that end, we don't see that happening enough on campuses in the state of Indiana. Now, possibly you could argue, and and I would love for you to be right, Tony, here's what's happening here, here's what's happening there. There are so many good things happening. You would be thrilled. I would love to be thrilled. I would be overjoyed uh, to be thrilled. But one cannot be thrilled if indeed there are students at Indiana University who wanted to respond and the Indiana Daily student refused to publish it. As is written over at jewishindianapolis.org, part of the Jewish Federation of Greater Indianapolis, a response was written by a student named Tyler Burnett. And as it says here, quote, it was submitted to IDS, the Indiana Daily Student, the student newspaper of Indiana University. Quote, unfortunately, the piece was never published. The IDS staff tried to heavily edit it to the point where it was no longer written as intended. It is just one example of the way community members are stepping up to communicate inaccurate narratives of the Israel-Hamas war. Now, this goes back uh, to, to October. Uh, and, and it's possible that I have shared some of this, but I wanted to make sure, because I don't remember if, if, if I did, I wanted to make sure um, that, that I, was, I, I, I had given this its due and shared why this is so problematic that the Indiana Daily Student would do this. And yes, they should be called out for it. As Mr. Burnett writes, a more disturbing problem with Mr. Quigg's rhetoric is that he sees justification for Hamas violence against Jews, stating, quote, one people cannot subjugate another so ruthlessly and for so long and expect to face no resistance, unquote. From the opposite angle, one group, Hamas, cannot subjugate the Israelis to terror for so many years and not expect resistance from the Israeli side. Violence will plague the region as long as Hamas terror tactics remain unresolved. Mr. Quigg chose to quote, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, meaning free of Jews living from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, This from Mr. Burnett continues, he is aware that calling for a free Palestine from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea is used by many in the Middle East as a call for the destruction of Israel and the eradication of Jews. He is also aware that the founding charter of Hamas calls for the murder of Jews. Mr. Quigg is clearly advocating for genocide. Mr. Burnett continues, Mr. Quigg suggests he does not care about Jewish lives. He does not care about the 200 hostages kidnapped by Hamas, including 30 children. The 1,400, that number has now been uh, reduced to 1,200, as if somehow that makes it better. Uh, Israelis killed by Hamas on October 7th, the thousands wounded, and the tens of thousands of Israelis displaced from their towns due to current border fighting. I do hope our fellow students care. Then maybe they'll seek to understand. Why is it that Indiana University wouldn't publish this? For what reason? I read it to be able to ask that question because I believe uh, that people certainly deserve voice. Now, not every voice is going to be amplified by me. But I uh, am not the student newspaper and it would be interesting to get an answer from them as to why they didn't print it. Well, we can't print every response. Well, that would now lead to what responses do you print? 
I'm not uh, on campus. I'm not a student. I'm not a professor. I I can pick and choose the things that, that I do and, dis- and, and, and discuss. And certainly, one could argue even that the writer here, Tyler Burnett, could publish something on his own and 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 engage in pamphleteering. Uh, oh, oh, he could be Thomas Paine p- passing out common sense. Uh, of course, he he could. But this again goes to this idea of what is actually being shared and what is actually being discussed. And for us in the state of Indiana, for us as Hoosiers. We need to be asking ourselves, where exactly do we get our clarity? If we were to take a look at leadership as a whole, are we left with this this feeling that we have solid people engaged in solid conversations looking to do right by us and and by our kids and we have a, a, a leadership that sees a vision for a future and articulates it? Or do we have silence, constant, continual, repeated, deafening silence? I'm saying it's the latter. I'm not, I'm not happy about this. And I am not saying, as I brought up earlier, that I could be shown places where things are happening. But none of it is happening publicly. I have friends who may agree with me uh, uh, politically, but not necessarily tactically. Uh, This is becoming, for me, an issue. The issue is that they tactically, and they are good people, decent people, smart people, valuable people, they believe that things can still happen behind the scenes. And that I may not be aware of all the things that happen behind the scenes. And, and, And I accept this as true. It is possible. I am not aware of all the things that happen behind the scenes. When we talk about Indianapolis, I discuss very earnestly and honestly that the civic leaders, the business leaders, they could be having all the conversations behind the scenes that they want. But if they don't talk publicly, it doesn't matter because we don't see a result. Somebody may be getting their back scratched. Somebody may may be getting a check, getting an opportunity, et cetera. Where's the better Indianapolis. And I think you can apply that to your town uh, as well. I don't want to hear anymore about what's happening behind the scenes. I need to hear and see what's happening to the people, for the people, in front of the people, in response to what is happening with other people. No one can engage leadership without standing in front of the microphone, in front of the podium, in front of the crowd, and speaking clearly and honestly. It can't be done. One cannot lead without utilizing a voice, and that voice must be public. Where is it? In the state of Indiana, where is it? It is not with the governor, Eric Holcomb. It is not uh, with, with, with the speaker, uh, or, or, or the leader in, in, in the Senate. It is You cannot name the civic leader with whom this exists. You cannot find them because we now have to think about it. And the fact that we're thinking about it means no one comes to mind. 
In Texas, it is clear that Greg Abbott takes a stand regarding immigration. It is clear in Florida, Ron DeSantis has taken numerous stands. It is clear in places like South Dakota, Christy Nome, and you can mention other governors who have taken a stand uh, for, let's say, uh, protecting girls in sports. In the state of Indiana, we cannot point to anyone. Now, if you say to me, well, Tony, we can point to you with all due respect. With, and, and, and just so we all understand each other, like I get my gig and, and, and I am certainly not afraid uh, to speak honestly and clearly. And you guys know I can get fired in any second. You're, you're fully aware of that. We all un- understand that. If the radio guy is the biggest voice, that is not good news. The radio guy should be a voice. I mean, dear God, it's in the title of the job. This is, it's it's Animal House. This is my job, people. This is my job. And I am happy and thrilled and honored to be able to do it. But if I am it, if I am the only voice, this is exactly the problem. And it's why I bring it up to you. If the Indiana Daily student isn't allowing other voices to be heard, of what value is the newspaper? Of what creed do they hold? And if that's the case, how is Pamela Witten not saying, wait a second, why wouldn't we allow more voices? And therefore, ask herself why she isn't the voice. I didn't say to silence anybody. I am talking about clarity and leading IU students forward. Where is the actual leadership if we expect Indiana University to graduate leaders for the state of Indiana? Purdue should be asked the same question and Ball State should be asked the same question and Butler should be asked the same question, although I think we know that Butler ain't so much producing the leaders. Now, are they? Or at least we hope not. Sorry, I got a real issue with Butler. Where are the elected officials in this leadership? And and leadership is not just about getting your piece of legislation passed. It is about being able to put with voice a, a rationale for a better future and for better tomorrow, for a better tomorrow for Hoosiers. And since October 7th and the Hamas attack on Israel, all of the calls for genocide all across the state, the leadership has been non-existent. Non-existent. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why for everybody looks to Indiana and sees the opportunity in Indiana and the value in Indiana, and I do. Why do we fail at this task? Why have we failed at this task in in other ways for years and why do we continue to allow it why is it that elected officials and civic leaders simply refuse to have public voice they're doing things behind the scenes the calls for genocide are happening on the streets the hatred is happening on the streets the levels of, of despair are happening on the streets. They're happening at the kitchen table. They're happening out loud. Maybe it's time for some elected 
leaders, feel the air quotes, elected leaders, to be loud as well. Some university presidents. My gosh. Is it really that tough for you? And if so, maybe it's time for you to stop thinking you lead. I'm Tony Katz. Colorado decision on Trump being able to run for president is out of control ridiculous. Let it be overturned 9 to 0. And I know it's crazy because the people over at MSNBC, Joe Scarborough, who used to actually have a show worth watching, decided that George Conway should be a guest. George Conway is a nobody who is famous for having sex with Kellyanne Conway and hating Trump. That doesn't make one an expert. He's nothing. This guy is an ambulance chaser at the very best. But the idea that the Supreme Court of Colorado is going to decide in a 4-3 decision, we think Trump's guilty even though he hasn't been charged with insurrection, hasn't been found guilty, so we're going to use the 14th Amendment to keep him off the ballot? That's criminally insane. Overturn it 9-0 with the Supreme Court, and then these justices, there should be a way to throw them off the bench. Find everything at TonyCats.com tomorrow, everyone. Take care.